Yeah. I wanna be a billionaire. Uh, I ain't getting no sleep nah. till I see a million every week. Yeah. I wanna be a billionaire. Uh, I ain't getting no sleep nah. till I see a billy every week. Uh, I wanna be a billionaire. Billionaire. I wanna be a billionaire. Ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? Welcome to another episode of Sleepers for Billionaires, the podcast. I am your host, Johnny Vegas. Now, today, I got a special guest on my show, ladies and gentlemen. You're in for a treat, so take some notes. This man calls himself the growth hacker, okay? He went from homeless to seven, seven million in sales, and I definitely want to learn how you did that, because I'm stuck. Hey. Sleep is for billionaires. I know you see these bags under these eyes. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to give it up for my man, Joe Curry. How you doing today, King? Hey, hey, what's up? Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing great, man. You know, I'm out here living in California. You know, I'm in, I, I'm in the pandemic mode. You know, the pandemic definitely uh, altered how I, you know, how I move in the business that I'm in, which is entertainment. You know, so I kind of got to do more business from the household. You know, I can't can't book out my locations. You know, I'm in my living room right now, you know, but granted, it's saving me a lot of money in the process as well. So I can't complain. You know, how about yourself? Uh, well, the pandemic has been uh, interesting for us. Like uh, we actually grown and my customers, because I, I work with people that sell online programs mm-hmm. and they sell courses and, and basically online education and mentorship. So basically, most of the people during the pandemic decided to like start trying to do something online. So for us, it have been like a really blessed time. Uh, we're super happy. We are helping basically uh, entrepreneurs and course create, creators like kill it online, get or grow bigger and faster, and and it's working well. So we had super happy about it. That's amazing, man. You know, and I definitely, uh, you know, I'm glad you decided to be a guest on my show today. I'm, you may also have a new customer here today, you know, because I, I definitely need help in that department. I'm not the best. I don't have the best numbers, you know, but, you know, I do have an audience and I get a lot of positive uh, feedback on my content. So I know the more people that see it, the more that it's likely to grow, you know, yeah, so we're definitely going to talk about that. But I want to learn more about you and how you got started. You know, I mean, especially t- saying a quote like you went from homeless to seven million. I mean, that's inspiring within itself. But I want to start from the beginning, man. I mean, you know, where'd you even get? Not even that. Where you from? Because I see you got an accent. Where you from? Get to it. Cubano. I'm from Dominican Republic. Ah, uno de lo mío. <laughs> de lo tuyo, de lo mío, de lo mío is like a, a super, uh, super Dominican slang for the people that is listening. It's like <laughs> you are my people. <laughs> right, right. That's a fact. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, basically, yeah, um, yeah. I'm de, 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 de qué parte tú eres? I'm from the the city, the la capital, Santo Domingo. Ah. That's yeah. what's up. Yeah, mi papá de Capital y mi mamá de Asua. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah. You're not seeing Nueva York in the Bronx. The yeah, Bronx. yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of, I have a lot of friends and family in New York. I've been I've been into New York like maybe 10 times, so I I know the Bronx really well too. In the Trinitarios. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not, not that part. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so basically, like, uh, yeah, I was born in Dominican Republic. Uh, it was uh, like, a, basically, I, I, I was born into a middle class uh, home. 
my father is a realtor. My mom is uh, an artist, so she she she's a painter. Uh, she mm -hmm. you know she's a she she have been always living from art, and they weren't like super entrepreneurial or whatever. But I always knew that I, I was an entrepreneur. Like since I was mm -hmm. in school, I was selling watches to my friends or whatever. I had a catalog in my on, on, on school or flipping uh, flipping phones from buying phones and reselling them or whatever. Since mm -hmm. I was like maybe 12 years old. So I started doing that. I always knew that, okay, I, I'm going to be a freaking business owner. I never like took care about my education because I didn't care a lot. I knew uh, what I wanted to be since the beginning. So um yeah i went to through i struggled a lot with my education with uh you know college and and regular uh and you know high school they kicked me out from both basically oh, wow. because i i didn't behave too well because i was actually bored i i i i'm a super adhd guy that yeah. it was super hard for me to sit down and listen i need to do stuff i need to move so <laughs> They actually kicked me out, and it wasn't for my grades. It was always, like, for behavioral stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. But it, it was super interesting because on that on that process, I, I started a business. Uh, I got into a deep trouble with that first business, and then I... I, I how, old were you, how old were you at this time when you started your first business? That real first business, it was, like, a... Uh, 19 i was 19 uh i yeah i started like even making some a little bit of money even though i i i bought my first car by myself at 19 nice. and Congrats. it was like yeah it was like super interesting i even moved from from la capital from the city to like a weird town uh like two hours away in bonao to yeah. like build my business with my partner and I, yeah, it was super cool, but then something happened and we lost it all. And, you know, I had to start from zero. So I started. You don't mind me asking, what happened, man? <sighs> it's a freaking stupid long story, but it, it just like to make it short is uh, I didn't know about seasons in business. Some businesses have seasons. So we were doing uh, like. There is an endemic uh, stone in the Dominican Republic that is um, Larimar. It's mm -hmm. a blue stone, and we were working. We we basically built a a, a jewelry factory, uh, and we were selling to hotels. So basically, when tourists come, when it's too cold here in the United States, they they travel to Dominican Republic. So. At the beginning, it was super cool. We were selling a lot, and it was awesome. And then, no tourists and no business. And my my business partner, he like his best friend had a heart attack or whatever, and he he went crazy with that. And one day, he disappeared with all the money, with all the inventory, and he left me like he left me in a really deep uh, depression. It was like really dark time yeah it was crazy he then committed suicide he was like freaking not time yeah, he committed suicide yeah he killed his wife and then committed suicide it was like super i don't know like thanks god that it didn't 
chuck me in that level. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to hear that, man. But all right, well, yeah. So that happened, and how, oh, man? I mean, how did how did you take that? I mean, were you still mad at him when he when you found out he? Uh, I mean, were you mad at him? I'm sure you were mad. Dude, I just, listen, I spent, and this is for the people that is listening, I spent three months on bed planning on how to kill this dude because the thing is like, he was like 52 years old and I was 19. And I love this guy like a father to me. He was like a father to me. He helped me buy my first car during the business. And we always have these conversations. And then he went crazy. I don't know what the heck happened. So my first initial thing, it was like, it wasn't about 100% the money. It was like, holy crap, you hurt, you are freaking my dad and you do that to me? Like, dude. So I went into a deep depression and I understood depression there. And, and, and it was like, I was leaving my room just to go to the kitchen to grab something to eat for 90 days. And then one day I said, dude, uh, it's like I'm trying to kill him with this uh this thing of this hate or whatever 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 but the only the only i'm trying to kill him but the only person that i'm harming is me like maybe he's at the beach right now enjoying whatever and i'm here getting in more debt because of the money that i owe and depressed i haven't even left my house it was like so dark and i said okay i will never deal with emotions again so mm-hmm. I block all my emotions from now on, and that hurt me in the future. But mm-hmm. at that point, it helped me. Right. So, yeah. So then I, I started like a restaurant. Uh, well, I started doing real estate uh, with my father. And then I got some weird commissions, and it was cool. And I started a restaurant, like basically like a small super restaurant. Uh, I was going broke, and then... Uh, I started discover like Facebook ads and I did, oh, holy crap, let me do some Facebook ads and I saved that restaurant from that. And so wait a minute. So when, when you started your real estate venture with your, with your real father and then it was successful, you took that income from that, started a restaurant. Now you mentioned that the Facebook ads saved the restaurant. So the restaurant was going under. Yeah, the thing is, like, I didn't have any experience, like, working, I was working for my dad, he's a self-employed with a secretary, and I wanted to be my own, you know, boss, so I I made some money with him, but I didn't like it, I want to be my own boss, so I decided to take that commission that I made in one deal that I hustle a lot, and take that money to start the restaurant, but the restaurant... Like it took me three times more money than I planned at the beginning. <laughs> so I massed out all my credit cards. I owned to the, like, I had like a $200,000 credit card, uh, uh, you know, uh, credit card there. The limit, the limit, yeah. So I was maxing out, like, dude, I once one day that I went to the supermarket with my wife just to buy food for the house. And I have, I tried my seven freaking cars and none of them went through. <laughs> <laughs> that deep I was on the freaking thing. And like, okay, like, and I was trying to push the restaurant over, but I like, I didn't know anything. I knew like, I like food and I, you know, I. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> so yeah, so before, like I had maybe like two more weeks of cash reserve 
to before I go down and then I the last money I had I put it onto a Facebook ad campaign on two by one burgers. So yeah, that worked. Then I started doing more campaigns and yeah, like I was making around clean for my pocket at 21 years old over there it was like seven hundred dollars a thousand dollars a night so it was like for me there i was living like a king yeah he was balling <laughs> i was yeah because you know here in the united states is maybe it's not that much but there is like five times more money right. so i was like a king and then yeah i was full of pride like i i, I remember like i went one night to see my business from the from the entrance and it was like 3 a.m in the morning a friday mm-hmm. and it was like maybe 200 people in the business like and aligned to like try to get into the to think through my restaurant because it was in a place that all the the discos were around that place mm-hmm. so whenever people like left the disco they went to my restaurant to have dinner because i had healthy choices Right. And nobody, everybody had burgers, but nobody had healthy choices. So, yeah, I was so full of pride. And I was thinking like, oh, I made it. I made it without any help. I made it without my parents. And so even though that I was making it, I was becoming like a huge jerk because mm. I, I was feeling powerful and egocentric and stuff. And I believe that God saw that and he said, okay, this is, uh, let me, time, let me. Time to humble yourself. Yeah. So what I, what happened that same night that I was like going big, uh, that was my sales record. I made like $1,300 that night profit for me. Mm-hmm. And for me as at 23, that was like a fortune. Yeah. Uh, my restaurant caught fire that night. They ah. they, they called me at 4 a.m. Hey, uh, your restaurant is on fire. Uh, come quick, whatever. So, yeah, my restaurant, I was opening up a bar, so I invested all the money on the bar. So uh, my restaurant caught fire, their bar caught fire. The next building caught fire. It started calling, getting fire. So I got sued. Uh, it was freaking... Yeah crazy so so wait somebody somebody set it on fire or it was like an internal issue dude i i hundred like 97 percent i think <laughs> that it was from the bar because the thing is i did a bunch of promotions that i was i was opening up this bar tonight mm-hmm. and it was a friday night so okay it's cool and the bar was next to to the, the little restaurant so it wasn't ready. The electricity wasn't ready. So somebody like told me, hey, I'll do it for you. Like somebody random there, like, hey, I'll uh, do it for you. And that night, I remember that I couldn't turn off one of the lights of the restaurant. And I said, what? That's, I was just too, too you know, too uh, tired. You more, yeah, you were more excited about opening up. Yeah, so at 3 a.m., I couldn't, like, turn off this light, even though that I turned off everything. I said, okay, that's weird. Maybe they connected that light to another place. So, yeah, it was basically, uh, looks like it was that. But it was like, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a 
ugly. It's, it's a lesson. It's a lesson learned. You know, definitely a higher professional next time. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So at that point, my my wife told me, okay, uh, dude, we owe like two hundred thousand dollars here. Like, let let's start over in United States. And I said, okay, let's go. Like, I was extremely depressed. So yeah. in the next forty five days, she left with his high school sweetheart. So she left me on that moment, and then it, it like everything went dark for me. Yeah. Like I lost, I I was living the life, and then. I had no cars. I had basically no income. I moved to another to another country. I got sued. It was <laughs> like it was basically God saying, "Hey, uh, who's the king here? Like, do you right, think you right, do yeah. something?" So yeah, I started doing drugs and alcohol because I got like I maybe I had like thirty forty thousand dollars on my account uh, when that happened. And yeah, I decided to do the wisest decision ever. Like I spent everything on drugs, alcohol, and hookers for and the next 60 days. And then that's when I went homeless because I, I and I didn't do it because I didn't do it because I was I love drugs or whatever. It was because I wanted I didn't want it to be present to what's going on. Like Dude, that restaurant, reality. Yeah, that restaurant for me was like my kid. Like, like I, the, there were days that forty-eight hours, seventy-two hours without me sleeping because I was hustling the hard, and I didn't have the time to you know go to sleep. So, and that happened for me. I got super angry with God and life and everything. I said, okay, fuck it. Like, <laughs> whatever. Well, pardon my French. I saw. <laughs> like, yeah, and then that one, that was the moment that uh, I I went homeless for a bit. I started sleeping, like, in the train, in a bus, whatever. And it was a really, really dark time. It, it was, like, one of my best friends got into jail. So it was, like, I don't know what the heck I was going on, but it was, like, God said, dude, uh are you in control for sure? <laughs> right. It doesn't look like. <laughs> right. So, yeah, at the moment, I started, like, uh, I was thinking on committing suicide because my value, I measure all my value on the things that I could accomplish and the things that I was doing. And then at some, suddenly I lost it all. So I lost everything that I thought that I was valued for. Uh, I was super egocentric. I could like I could I had friends with money, even my family. I, I could ask for help, but I didn't have the cojones to actually like say, "Hey, this Joe that thought that they didn't need you, he needs you now." Yeah. So it was the most humbling experience. I was thinking on taking my life, and something that I usually do did it was like. To get distracted, it was like look on my phone on Instagram, like a scroll for millionaires and people that made it. And I'll say, dude, I'll someday somehow I know that this is not my place. I will do it. So someday I'm I'm, I'm scrolling and I saw Ty Lopez. Ty Lopez was saying, hey, I'm here in my garage with my new Lamborghini. 
Uh, but I remember that video, the yeah. red one, right? The yeah. red Lamborghini. Yep. No, the black one. The black one that he's in the garage. Okay. Okay. That one. That was was his first ad that went viral. It was crazy, mm -hmm. and and he was saying, "Hey, this Lamborghini, I bought it through the knowledge, through the through the mentors that I got through the years or whatever." So. I was like you a few years ago. I had $47 in my pocket. I was crashing on my sister couch or whatever. Yeah. So I related to a lot to that story. I found $67 to, to buy that program. Mm -hmm. And that program totally transformed my mindset like around life because it was like the, the, the principles of wealth from multi and millionaires and billionaires that he had been student, studying. I and say, holy crap. Every if I really want to become this millionaire or billionaire, I I'm not doing anything that they're doing. So I have to start changing stuff. I have to, I need a mentor. I need uh, somebody that can teach me the principles or whatever. So yeah. So that was the main thing you learned from that book was getting a mentor. Well, yes, yes, yes. I learned about humility like crazy because I was, as I told you, like I couldn't ask for help to nobody or whatever. Mm -hmm. I learned Michael Jordan humility. Like he was the cockiest dude on the court, but on the practice court, he was super humble. Like he was able to learn from anybody, even mm -hmm. from, you know, when you are number one in the war, from who do you learn? Right. So he, anyway, he was being number one. He was like one of his coaches were, wrote a book about his humility. Like, how this dude being number one, he was learn, listening to him that, you know, he was a, you know, he wasn't like Michael Jordan. So what the heck do you have to add on value to Michael Jordan? And he still listen, even if he knew that you, that he was saying something wrong, he would try it just to test their perspective. That humble. Uh, and I say, holy crap, is that Michael Jordan? And then Sam Walton, he was sharing about Sam Walton, the owner of Walmart. Like he said, dude, Sam Walton went to jail because he was crawling on the on, on, on a supermarket on, on Brazil, mm. trying to measure the space between aisles. Mm. And he was a billionaire already. He was 70 or something like that. Yeah. And he was trying to find out what the heck they were doing in Brazil better than here on Walmart. Mm. So I said, holy crap, if this guy is so humble and so like in the place that I want to be, so <laughs> I'm wrong. So let me start doing something different. Right. So yeah, yeah. So, well, what happened was then I, I started looking for a mentor. I started looking in Google. Billionaires in Florida. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yo, I love that. I, that's amazing, man. I, you know, it's the funniest thing is I did the same thing, but I did it on Instagram. <laughs> I was hashtag millionaire mentors. I was doing <laughs> That's how yeah, that's, that's the way. Like, do you have to do whatever, whatever, <laughs> right. whatever it is that you have to do to find the right person to guide you? Because it's weird how you can get a super huge shortcut in not with knowledge instead of just working at McDonald's. Nothing wrong with working at McDonald's, but it's super hard to scale from positions there. It maybe take twenty years. Something that with the right knowledge you can do it in. Two or three. Right. 
-hmm. instead of 20. So, you know, it's cooler to do it in two. Right. And right. I found this guy that he had a $4 billion marketing agency here in Florida. And, and I said, okay, if I'm going to sleep somewhere, I could go and sleep there. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> You work, I work for sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was super interesting. So then I, during that process, I found a job and stuff like that. I started giving out flyers in the streets. And then I started like getting raised uh, a few times because I was, you know, focused on mindset. Like, okay, I'm freaking giving away flyers, but I'm not here. I'm, I'm listening to an audiobook. I'm learning here. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to clean this store. I'm going to freaking learn right now. So I, I was like even looking forward to do that kind of stuff because I saw it as a workout, a paid workout. Pretty <laughs> much. The opportunity to learn. And so that was cool. And then this guy, I saw that this billionaire, the problem, the biggest problem that he had is he, he was trying to build his social media presence but he didn't know how and i saw that he was posting a bunch of really well done videos but nobody was following him and i said holy crap maybe if i learn this crap better than everybody on his team i could you know be at some value here so that's what i did to get into his office and have a couple meetings and stuff like that i learned uh social media marketing social media how to grow instagram accounts um, I bought a course, uh, and yeah, that's when I started working <laughs> on social media because of trying to work for this billionaire. No, that's amazing, man, because you basically, you, you, you figured out the niche in the void that you saw he was having with the, you know, the level of success he was trying to reach. Like he had to overcome that hump and you became the hump. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Because so to speak. For the people that is listening, it's super important. Like, at the beginning, I was thinking on going and watching his cars. He had McLaren. He had a plane, a boat. But that's no value for him. He that's like he could go. Um, you know, he can replace you with anybody. Yeah, that he can sneeze, and that's like five thousand uh, dollars. He can pay like 10, 10 people to do that. Like that's no value for them. You 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 try to do it, and that's not important for them but mm -hmm. what about if you find something that they don't know how to do they 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 maybe there are a bunch of things that they don't know how to do and you can serve them in that level and you can really add value to whatever they're trying to accomplish whatever so the first thing is like find out what's their vision okay I want to impact the world by spreading the knowledge that I learned during these 20 years Okay, let me, he have a book. Okay, one of the things that I did before at the beginning, it was I booked him on Grand Cardone show, Power Players, without knowing him or the other guy. I, that's why, how I actually got him to meet them both, because I, I, okay, I saw that he wanted to promote his book. Grand Cardone wanted to interview Power Players, so I started going to every life and everything that Grant Cardone had. And I say, hey, my mentor, Jordan Zimmerman, I think that he's a great fit for your show. 
So on one of those things, Grant Cardone said yes, and I reached out to the secretary and everything. So I got to meet both of them on one on one shot. I awesome. hustles. I didn't have anything. I didn't speak English very well, but it, it worked. Right. And yeah, and then I started doing social media. The social media started blowing up, and and. I started working with big influencers here in Miami that, that were on the Hispanic market. Uh, I started like growing accounts, like 20,000 followers a week. I started like teaching influencers on how to grow faster. And now I decided to shift to work only with online educators because like how tight changed my life with, with that ad, with that message inside of Maybe like even even was like an entertainment video. It was about a Lamborghini that he was creating content, but he grabbed my attention. He freaking saved my life because I was, you know, even close to commit suicide. Like, and that if if he can do it, I think that a bunch of people can do it. We can change people's life, transform people's life through social media because everybody's there. So. I could work with anybody, but I choose to work with the people that are changing the world and, you know, become a speaker for them. I, I, I push their content out. And, you know, now some of my clients have 150,000 students and we read the, you know, the comments every day. Uh, dude, uh, you changed my life. I, I was, I left my wife three months ago and I started doing my pro your program. And now I'm back at home with my kids and my wife. I'm making money, but like, holy crap, how you can actually impact that deep somebody else's life just by putting the effort to create, to share whatever you learned before with other people. And yeah, that's my passion. I think that we are going to disrupt education in the next few years. I'm sure that we are going to disrupt education in the next few years. And whatever it was given to me, we are giving it away too. So, yeah, man. And I, and I truly commend you for that, man, because it's like just wanting to kind of stick with the educators is only going to teach that many more, more people, more individuals seeking the education. So then they could turn around and become educators and continue to grow the the, the human race. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. that's pretty much our jobs, man. Our jobs is to, you know, educate the ones that are coming after or uh, before or uh, after us rather you know, to keep this thing going. Cause when we gone, you know, they got to carry it on, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So, so I come, I commend you for that, having that mission and that, that drive, man. So I want to learn more about your process, you know, more so about what is it that you do that actually builds these accounts? You know what I'm saying? I mean, is it as simple as hashtagging and posting a certain time of day? Like what's the secret sauce? If you don't mind sharing that with, with the audience, you know, for the future, um, Joe Curry's of the world. <laughs> well, uh, hustling a lot works, but till some point, like one of the main things, like content is king. Like if your content sucks, uh, there is no point on growing if your content sucks. So basically, and maybe people who hate this advice, like be good at one thing, like focus for years on like get your head down. You can't even disconnect your social media for a year and get good at something like whatever like you can serve 
like your gift, everybody have a gift. Mm -hmm. You have to, number one, discover what's that gift that you have. Maybe your gift is just connecting dots. Maybe your gift is art. Maybe your gift is music. So first, try to discover what's that gift. Uh, how do you discover what's your gift? Ask your friends or your family or see what you're good at. And whenever you have your gift, you have to develop your gift. Like, what are the complementary skills that I have to add to this gift so I could become good? So after you have that, you have to find who my gift serve at the highest level. So my gift at some, at some point it was in social media. It was connecting dots, though I could help this billionaire at that level. So I will say, I didn't know anything about social media before, but I know that if I can help him on the social media thing, at least I will have a spot, at least I will have a seat. So after you know who you're going to serve, now you start serving that person, even though if it's free or whatever. So you start serving one high level person that is going to be the key for every door in the industry. So let's say that you're gonna be uh, be the biggest musician or whatever. So become the one that create the better beats for this other musician that you dream to be with and start sending those beats for free or whatever. And one day something will pick up and you can say, oh, now I'm working with Rihanna. Now I'm working with J-Lo. So that endorsement will open any door in the freaking world. <laughs> Right. And now you can open up your crazy social media saying that you work with these high level influential people. Nobody knew that you were working for free or at least they reply a message and you started doing something for them for free. But now you got some traction, you traction, you are using your gift, you're passionate about it. You love what you're doing. You you know what you're doing because because you are passionate about it. You're always like naturally googling about it you're naturally youtubing looking on youtube how to do this so people think that now oh i want to open up an instagram account i want to be an influencer but an influencer on what like people follow you <laughs> that's what i've been trying to figure out this whole time influencer on what what are you influencing but i guess if you got a certain amount of if you got a certain amount of people following you i guess you influence them to follow you so i no. guess no, you have to become good at something. Like you could become good at empowering people, like with this podcast. You can become good at, uh, at like building uh, a pathway for entrepreneurs from from dreamers to achievers. Now I'm getting all the people that think that there is something possible to teach them how the first steps to become an achiever. Or now I can, you know. Is anything you could become a millionaire today loving ninja turtles like you yeah. the other i on sunday no on saturday i had lunch with a guy that is going to start a show on nbc i think it is no nbc some big channel this guy he just loves superheroes yeah. and he have a tiktok account that have like almost two million subscribe you know followers now on tiktok and now like tv channels are are connecting with him and he focused 100 on his following his gift his passion superhero 
being a freaking fan, like literally geeking out the latest details on the new release of this movie or this new comic. Mm -hmm. And this guy is like 19 and working with uh, like the Avengers, like actors, real actors. He went to Hollywood or whatever to do stuff with them. But he was chasing his dream only, like his passion only. He wasn't like trying to please anybody. He was just following his whatever he liked. Like you could become a millionaire now with Pokemon cards. You can become a millionaire with whatever. And and the whole idea is not just become a millionaire. It's like, holy crap. Enjoy become a billionaire now. Nah. <laughs> yeah, you can become a billionaire, but what about if you hate your life becoming a millionaire? What that's about true, if you hate true. your life in the process? What yeah. about if you can you can become a ninja turtle expert that is making ninety thousand dollars a year, but love every second of your freaking day because you're doing that's exactly true. what you do, what you love. What's the like? There is a study that after you make like more than $70,000 a year or 90, something like that, like your happiness level doesn't increase that much for an extra 100,000 mm. or an extra 50, like 500,000, because there is so much you can do with money. Like, <laughs> what yeah. are you going to get? Like a, a new car a month uh, so you can get a quick hype on the new car and then, you know. Then it's a it's an old toy. <laughs> yeah, like it's weird. Like I bought my my dream car. I was dreaming on one car, and I enjoy ride, driving that car. But I'm thinking on the next one now. And right, 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 right. <laughs> like, oh shit, this one is cool, but I want to now on this other one. So there is no never ending if you go that route. But yeah, if you're just chasing money, yeah, I get that. What about if during the day you can love every second, like, like everything, or at least 50% of what you do during the day, you love it. Because I used to work on a restaurant, and I know for sure these people hated whatever they was doing during the day. Their job suck. Like, they were doing half-assed job because they hated it. Like, how the heck are you going to do a really good job if you hate it? Right. If you like, so sometimes it's not just focusing in the morning, it's focusing on finding your gift, like finding what you can be passionate about your around your gift. Maybe your gift is, you know, frying chicken, like it's, uh, frying chicken. Right. Uh, the guy that, that did uh, Kentucky fried chicken, he had the gift of chicken, frying chicken. He became, uh, I think, like a billionaire, like a 65 or whatever. He was like crazy, but he used his gift. He, he, he Maybe he, he wasn't even passionate about chicken, mm. but it was his gift. He had a recipe that it was better than anybody, and he got it to the war. And mm. he was turned down like a thousand times, but he kept going. So your gift, the Bible says your gift will make room for you, room for you in front of kings. So like you could, you have to actually go hard, develop your gift, like become the best. You're already like talented. Michael Jordan was talented playing basketball 
or Kobe Bryant, but Kobe Bryant was at 4 a.m. in the court developing his gift. He wasn't, oh, I'm talented, so I'm going to sleep in. No, I'm talented. Now I'm going to develop this gift to be the number one in the world. Right. Hell yeah, developing your gift, man. So now, so now that you found your gift and you found your service to the world, you know, how me, for example, right? I have this podcast, Sleep is for Billionaires. I need to grow my social media following. I want to take it to the next level. I have a uh, how to create your podcast inexpensively course as well. I hire you to help me with my promo. What do I expect? Well, the what's first thing that I would ask you is like, what's the ultimate purpose with this? Like, where do you see it in, a, in 18 months from now? Where, where do you want to see it? I want to have bigger guests. I want to have bigger growth. And by growth, I mean uh, more views. Um, more listens because I have it uh, video and I have audio version as well. Um, let's see here. Yeah. And just uh, more content, more content. Why you want to have that? Why? Um, Cause I want, I want the podcast to not only educate the listeners, which are the wannabe entrepreneurs and the active entrepreneurs as well. Um, you know, I want to monetize. I want to monetize on every individual platform my own. And um, yeah, everything attached to uh, to Sleep is for Billionaires, I, I will want to grow because I also have the merchandise available. I have an ebook coming out as well. Um, you know, I have musical, I have albums titled Sleep is for Billionaires. So I'm basically creating different avenues all tied into the same brand that I want to expand the brand. Cause ultimately in 20, 30 years down the line, I want to sell it. Okay. So basically you want to make a living from empowering entrepreneurs who live a life they love basically. Yeah. I want them to learn from my podcast, you know, just inside information on how to become an industry professional. I find so like I saw this video one time with 50 cent, right? Where, this young kid, some you know, local rapper in the street wanted him to hear his music, but 50 Cent was on a date, right, with this woman with the butt, right? So he goes up to her, he goes up to her with the CD, like, yo, listen to my CD, 50, I'm hot, I'm hot. And 50's like, yo, what is this? First of all, the CD, it had like a Sharpie written on it. It wasn't even a professional CD. He's interrupting him while he's on a date with this girl. And on top of that, when 50 said, yo, not right now, the dude got upset and they was about to fight. They was going to throw hands. And I'm like, yo, if the dude was a, at least had the knowledge of the professionals on how to conduct himself and take himself more seriously, he would have got a better opportunity. And I see that so many times, especially with young musicians where they'll send an email to a big DJ and the, the caption will say, oh, listen to my shit or post my shit or whatever the case may be. And it's like, they're not going to take you serious. So if you get the advice from an industry professional that can show you how to conduct yourself, what to get done before you even approach someone to ask for an opportunity or how to add value before even asking for opportunity, you know, they'll get further ahead in life or at least with what they want to do. Right. So that's pretty much the goal and the message behind Sleepers for Billionaires and everything I want my audience to learn from the show and guests such as yourself. 100%, yes, 100%. Well, so for that purpose, what I would do is basically something that I do with most of my clients. Basically, I build a list. Uh, the concept of this list is the Dream 100 list, the 100 people that have thousands of your potential clients already as customers or 
as listeners or followers. So you say, okay, let me build the list of the hundred people, the most, the hundred most influential people in this niche. And I'm going to start reaching out to them. I'm going to start learning from them. I'm going to start like adding value to them on anything that is possible. One thing that is good to add value to other people is give them a platform like this podcast. So basically you tell them, hey, let me let me interview you on my show. But it has to be really not random people. It has to be the really the, the hundred people that have the most leverage on your industry. So after you get the first one, it works like a domino effect. On the next one, you say, hey, dude, I already had this producer on my show. I would like to have you next to him on my, I would like to feature you on your, on your on my show next to this guy. So now you get the second one, and then the domino effect works that everything else fall in place. So also these people, you have to have, they have to have, uh, an audience so basically what you create for them is let's say a clip of this interview and you send these clips over them on on email that, uh, with their branding their own branding for the social media so you go to their social media and you see how they post if they post with headlines on white you just do a video with the headlines on white and you send it to this guy that have a million followers he will and and on that clip they have to be shining, like they have to be, you know, throwing some value bombs here on your show and they will shine. They will like, they will see, holy crap, that was a powerful click that, that, that he sent me. So they will likely to repost it on their, on their thing or post it on their social media and tag you. You ask them, hey, if you like this little clip, can you tag me on the, on the, on the, on the clip? And you even can write the copy of that clip. And you'll see like, for example, uh, yeah, that's a super easier way to actually leverage their audience. And now everybody that is watching that and they have like 500,000 views from these people, you are getting maybe 20,000, 10,000 people to go and watch your content and see who you are. And maybe you send them a swipe up feature. Hey, uh, watch the whole episode just by swapping, uh, you know, uh, swiping up. Uh, and watch the f full episode on YouTube. And then you do it a couple of times and something pick up someday and you will see like you get a ton of traction. Also, you have to complement that with finding content accounts on your niche. Let's say that you are on the music niche and there are accounts that have a million followers on the niche account. So you can start sending them these cool clips about the interview that you had with this other rapper or whatever, or a piece of valuable content of how to do something on the industry, something that is super interesting for that niche. So you create this piece of content and you send it to them and you ask them, hey, if you're going to use this image, this infographic about the music industry, could you tag me on the, on the, on the post? And they can tag you, and they you have you receive a certain amount of followers. Also, you can pay them. So, usually, these million or two million people uh, accounts that they don't have a face. They are content accounts. They are not influencers. They are just basically a content account. They are super cheap to pay uh, 
to pay for an ad, to pay for a post on those pages. So basically my main strategy with my clients is basically build a list of these kind of accounts and start buying posts from them. Uh, and that's the easiest way to actually grow. So for example, I have a client that we're growing him 40,000 new followers a month and he's just using paying, paying shout outs in other people's accounts that are undervalued. Like if I go straight to Facebook or Instagram, I'll pay for this amount of reach, this amount of money. But what about if I pay to this account because it's a kid on, you know, Malaysia that he have a huge audience because he's passionate about music, but he doesn't make too much money. He doesn't know how to monetize his audience. So I bring him 200 bucks and now a million people is watching my thing. So that's a- You have access to those accounts. Anybody have access. You basically DM these accounts and you say, dude, uh, how much is one post on your account? Only like one short line. Like you have to be like, how much you start, you start with how much they open up your message. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's like the biggest, longest, weirdest formula. Yeah. I, I have received messages like replies from zero from an account with, Six million followers because I just start my 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 message with a money symbol and I say how much one post how much six post they usually like they want money so you give people what they want right no that makes sense now is that is that the only strategy the reason why I'm asking is because as I told you in the beginning I need help you know what I'm saying like. I got a lot of content, bro. Like not just with the podcast, with the music stuff, but I want to focus on the podcast because right now I got your episode, I think 107. So, you know, I pretty much want to just highlight, magnify what it is that I'm doing, you know, and the message behind that to get people to support it. Because once I tell people, you know, the motivation behind it and what it's all about and things of that nature that I have attached to it, they all love it. You know what I'm saying? So I just need more eyeballs, you know? So, um, what, I mean, what does this service cost? Well, it depends. Like for example, uh, like we build the list for our clients. We build the, the hundred people most influential on your niche. Usually they all have at least a hundred thousand followers, super niche specific. And then uh, my team is uh, reaching out to these people. But basically we have a low entry program that is 997 where we build the list for you. We do all the research and we give you the list. And then you can reach out to them with the formula that we give you. And then we have another program that is like a, a mastermind where we guide you through the whole process. And that's a little bit more money, but basically we work with you reaching out to these people. So for example, this week we had Dean Graciosi on a show of one of our clients mm -hmm. and Dean Graciosi is like huge. So, or, you know, we have gotten huge influential people that one of these people could open up the whole market for you. Instead of like, sometimes we've tried to go for volume instead of quality. And Obviously, volume is great, but you also need to add some like high, high, high quality, high level people so you can catch up. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's 
that's the way we work is uh, we have like two more programs but it basically at the beginning you need we really need to understand who's your audience and who owns that audience already who owns the list who have a million people in that subject who have 500,000 people in your subject specifically that we can target and we can get in on a call with you Mm, okay that makes sense yeah because then you know you're reaching out to them and you guys could kind of funnel the same traffic through my uh platform because their platform has a similar audience so that makes sense okay okay we'll definitely talk a little bit about that offline you know see if we could do some business together because like i said i need all the help i can get man i'm (laughs) i'm a a one-man show over here man you know what i'm saying sometimes it's a little tedious to do it that way because you're focusing on everything the business and the creativity and yeah you know and that's just with the side uh, uh hustle that i got going on that's not including everything else you know mm-hmm. got a girlfriend got a got a, a a primary business that i run so it's just like it's a lot to do on your own i know man. i know i know i totally get it i know i've been living the entrepreneurship life for a while i understand it yeah, that shit is not hard. I mean, it's not easy, man. I'm telling you, bro. But nah, it's not but easy, but like flipping burgers on a place that you hate is harder, I think. Yeah, man. When you put it into perspective that way, it is harder, man. It's it's yeah. it's harder. Cause I did that when you said you mentioned McDonald's. McDonald's was my first job, and I hated it. But you know, I had to do what I had to do. But just doing something I hated made me appreciate doing something I love that much more. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, it made me yeah, yeah. want to go harder for myself than to go hard for somebody else. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and it's basically whenever you're feeling down, and for the people that is listening, whenever you're feeling down, put, put life from perspective. Like there is always someone that dreams be like you, dream to be at your place. Like maybe you you working at McDonald's today, but maybe somewhere some kids in Africa, they are dreaming to work at McDonald's and having the type of food that you have every day. And yeah, like, you know, there is always somebody, like even if you, even if you're listening to this, you're extremely blessed. blessed. Mm. Like 30% of the world uh, do, doesn't even like have access to the internet or something like that. Like there are 60 something percent of the world, the world they made like less than $2 a day. And you freaking, if you're listening to this, you freaking have internet. You have you're spoiled. Nah. You, yeah, <laughs> like you, you have a bunch of cool stuff. Like kings used to have, no, not even kings. Like if you have a fan over your roof or a AC, like a king used to have two people blowing them wind just to do that, that you have in your house right now. Like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. A king needed candles and stuff like that to be to see light at yeah. night. You right. freaking turn on the lights on your house and you're already a king. Like you have food on your plate. Like there are me, like I think that it was like three hundred thousand kids that have died this year already or something like that from hunger. Mm-hmm. Like and you have fucking food. Like right. hey, thank you. Uh, it's like weird you can you can always put things on perspective and change uh, nah, that's a fact man you couldn't have ended it better man I love it man like I said I, I wish you the best in your business you know, you're definitely helping others I mean 
again, I'm still amazed at how you saw the niche on what the billionaire was missing and how you can contribute and add value as opposed to washing his car, which is, you know, he, you could easily have been replaced doing that, but you added value. And that was the main thing, man. I always tell my, my viewers, you know, added value is the best thing you can offer someone, you know what I'm saying? Because that's going to take you further than you come in asking for opportunity because everyone's doing that, you know what I'm saying? So Definitely, man. But now it was a pleasure speaking with you today, man. And I look forward to doing business with you. You know, like I said, you're the growth hacker and I need the I need the cheat code. (laughs) (laughs) But let the people know where they can follow you, where they can acquire some of your services and uh, just connect with somebody like you, man, and learn from you, man. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yes, 100%. Uh, well, basically, you can go on social media on Instagram. Basically, that's my main platform. I don't use it a lot, but yeah, that's the main thing that people find me is at Joe, J-O-E, C-U-R-Y, Curie, Joe Curie uh, on Instagram. Uh, I think that I'm the same username on Facebook. And TikTok, yes. But basically, Instagram. Go to Instagram. That's my page, my 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 website also joecurie.com and yeah you can go on you know whatever you need help with if you are a coach expert consultant and you need help with scaling your social media presence and your business maybe you have an online program a coaching program we are here to help we are here to help awesome awesome well you heard it first guys make sure you contact joe curry if you want the growth hack and you want to scale your business online he will definitely help you this has been another episode of sleep is for billionaires the podcast i am your host johnny vegas make sure you like and subscribe to the channel make sure you click the link in the description and get yourself some good old merch make sure you contact him directly make sure you tell him johnny vegas sent you for your discount and stay tuned for more episodes to come and thank you for watching Thank you again, Joe. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I love your energy. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you, man. Hold on. Let me let me go ahead and stop the recording now. Hold on. Yeah. I want to be a billionaire. Uh, I ain't getting no sleep nah. till I see a million every week. Yeah. I want to be a billionaire. Uh, I ain't getting no sleep nah. till I see a billy every week. Uh, I want to be a billionaire. Billionaire. I want to be a billionaire. Billionaire. I want to be a billionaire. I see a billy every week. I ain't gonna make a friend. I just can't handle business. Had too many.